find There's never been a good defense for my mind Against the world we're living in I find everything just makes it worse How are we supposed to get by? Some say, forget that what you cannot change I thought that maybe I could be that way So I ran, but I could not escape the feelings That were locked up inside me But now that they're free She says that you're alive and I say barely She says that you okay and I say rarely Feel fine because I can't rewind and turn back time. Cause look, I never smile on my own, it kills me. I've been around the block and nothing thrills me. It's rotten to the ground now. So you can call me when the walls come crashing down. Well, we can stop ourselves, but we'll never stop the world go round. You can call me when the walls come crashing down. Call me when the walls come crashing. Listening to WBCA presents on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston. That's Boston's community radio station. I am your host, Zamboni Jones. And the song that you just heard was Walls Come Crashing by our guests on WBCA presents today. And that is Atlas and Oracle. Glad to have you. Uh, If you could just go around quick and introduce yourselves, which instruments you play in the band and also your your favorite band besides your own band. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Uh, I'm Alice Eau Claire. I am the singer uh, slash songwriter. And uh, my favorite band and probably one of our one of our biggest influences is uh, Streetlight Manifesto. 
<laughs> people who are really familiar with them might yeah. not see the connection, but it's they've just informed so much about how I think about music. It's 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 got to be there. I can see how you're influenced by Streetlight. Nice. Next next member. Oh, I'll go ahead and go. Uh, uh, I'm Sam. I'm the uh, trumpet player of the group, and I, I think at least of the people here, I'm the maybe the longest tenured member of the band. Is that right, Atlas? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I th yeah, because I believe you reached out to me over three years ago at this point for uh, stuff with Jubilee. Um, and uh, I have no compositional say here or there and uh, what goes on in the songs. But in terms of just uh, my favorite band at the time, it's probably Lawrence. Whenever I want to think of a um, energetic group with lots of great horn lines, uh, Lawrence is my go to example for that, at least at the moment. Uh, there's some other bands up there, but uh, Lawrence would be my pick for now. Awesome. How about you, Raj? Yep, cool. So I'm Raj. I am the drummer. And I guess my favorite band right now, I've been having like a hyper pop phase. So I'm going to say Ash Nico. Um, but if you ask me that question next week, it'll be something totally different. <laughs> Great. And Don? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Don. And I play the trombone for the group. Um, I also listen to a lot of different artists. Um, this year, I like Salt, uh, S-A-U-L-T. Um, they're great. But in terms of, uh, I think, more for our purposes, I listen to a lot of Trombone Shorty and lots of just random random jazz. Awesome. How long have you each been playing instruments for? Since you were, since you were little? Or... Yeah. Um, I mean, I started when I was in maybe fifth grade, so like, 11 years old 12 years old maybe so it's been it's been over 10 years at this point did, did you do it did you join school band that was like one of my first instruments was when i joined school band i played saxophone that's how yeah i got, I got I, into it i actually started playing cello for a year um because they didn't let us play like brass instruments and so i just kind of killed some time and then i chose a trombone <laughs> Roger and, and sam yes yeah, so uh I've been playing trumpet for kind of the same story. So maybe like 14 or 14 years or so, uh, you know, when you get into middle school, what we had was um, our band director, who is to this day, the oldest man I've ever seen um, <laughs> go, we would go around and then we would just put our faces on the instruments and see whichever ones we can make a sound of. And I could make a sound out of both the trumpet and trombone, but my brother already put trombone and you can't have siblings play the same instrument. It's taboo. <laughs> so I picked the trumpet and then here we are 14 or 15 years later. And, and then Raj, if I could ask you, who's like, who, who's your favorite drummer? Like which drummer influences you? Uh, that is a good question. Um, I'm going to say Tony Williams. I played a lot of jazz growing up, so I really like him. Um, but I've been playing since I was really young. Uh, on and off for a little while, but like finally getting back into it, playing a lot more seriously, uh, and I'm excited to like finally get back into things after a little bit of a break. And in Atlas, last but not least, you you have a great voice, man. It, your voice works so well with these songs. When did you start singing and being in bands? Yeah, so I was I was always drawn to singing. You know, even as a little kid, I would just make up little songs and be singing. That's some of my earliest memories are just singing like random little songs um but i i started really taking singing seriously in college i was in an acapella group nice um so i was getting practice kind of like every day or like three times a week for the first time in like my whole life and really focusing on it and um took a little bit of vocal lessons 
never took it all that seriously, but I learned a lot from it. I had a really good teacher. Um, and so just the three or so years of practice that I've had since recording myself, I think that's really when I started getting uh, more more confident and more uh, secure in my abilities. Because before I was, um, I, I just could tell that I was not always singing my best. And now it feels like it's it's easier to get to that point. Hey, you've probably many people have probably told you have, you have a unique voice. And as I said before, it complements these songs really well. I appreciate that. If if any of our listeners were to be invited to a show, and Atlas and Oracle just happened to be on that bill, and they had never they had never heard of you before, how would you describe your music to them? Ooh, that's a really good question. <laughs> it's. It almost depends on who I'm talking to, uh, the way I describe <laughs> it is because it's like if you like ska, I'm going to be like, hey, there's this band that you you may like a uh, little less energetic than ska, but a little more focused on like certain other aspects. And then if someone doesn't know ska at all, I'll be like, do you or like if they if they know it a little bit, I'll be like, if you like ska, you'll probably like this. Now, the reason that's a distinction is because not all people who really like ska consider us all that ska um yeah i know so you, that's kind why of, you kind of transcend genres throughout your albums sure, and, and, and we'll get into that a little further down here but yeah that's a funny way of saying it um i i do kind of strive to to be a little bit outside of the norm so it's like uh one way that we've described ourselves and i think uh i think this is how we describe ourselves on our website is we're a ska shaped band or a ska shaped <laughs> collective because we have all the instruments, we just kind of do different things with them. It's almost like uh like the post rock of ska in a in, in post a weird ska. way. Yeah, post ska. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, I really enjoy the composition of the instruments and I like how they they're isolated really nicely. Um I really like the singing and the lyrics. We listened to that first song, Walls Come Crashing. Can you tell us what that song is really about or what the inspiration for that song is? Sure. So that song is about um, trying to say this, trying to figure out a way to say this without sounding cliche, but it's kind of about waking up after being asleep for a long time or after sleepwalking for a long time. Um, so what I kind of go into in the chorus and what I consider kind of the core of the song is this feeling that um, we're always told, OK, forget forget anything you can't change. Uh, you know, don't let it affect you. Just focus on yourself. And I listened to that for a few years and every year I felt worse and worse. And after a while, I realized that that's actually the problem is I'm telling myself that I shouldn't care about all these things instead of just accepting that I do care about them and trying to do something about them. Um, so Walls Come Crashing was kind of my first step towards actually accessing my emotions and turning them into something, um, something productive. I think similar to the next song we're going to play, it kind of reminded me of someone battling addiction, too. It could be taken that way. Sure. Someone who's sure. like an alcoholic and they don't really want to wake up or it's hard for them to, you know, to go about their their normal life. Before we jump into this, before we jump into this next song, I want it. I've been curious why I see that you've joined with your avatars. I'm just curious as to why. The anonymity for the members. Yes, there's a few reasons, and um, 
you know, I can say it was it was my idea to be anonymous from the very beginning. Um, one part of it is I kind of want to almost in a Daft Punk way. I was inspired by Daft Punk and Dead Mouse. I know they're electronic, but there was like some kind of similarities there where they they really wanted the music to be about the music, and they didn't want the musician to be the focus. They wanted people to be really appreciating what they were doing. Uh, rather than who they were and so that has some influence there's another bit of it that's a little bit of paranoia like uh you know i hear stories of being people being tracked down by people who find them on the internet and i just i don't want to take any chances i got a uh i got a brother and a sister they both got young kids i got a lot of people i want to uh keep out of the public eye and who don't want to be in the public eye um so it's been an interesting challenge to figure out how to be a modern musician and how to promote ourselves <laughs> without the uh, the uh, epitome of modern promotion, which is face to face communication. But it's been fun. That's cool, though, because that means that you care more about the band and what the band's doing than just your, like promoting yourself. So sure. I thought yeah. those I thought those are really cool reasons. So this next song we're we're gonna play is called Fade Away. And this is a co a collab with a common sense kid. Mm -hmm. All right, how did that come about? This collaboration. Yeah, so this was uh, this came from a, a whole project of e collaborations. It was a uh, you know we called it a mini album, right on the edge of EP and album, seven songs, and uh, each song was a different collab with a different artist, and uh, each song was written with that artist in mind. At the time that I wrote Fade Away, it was before we knew that it would be a whole album. It was basically just I had this song. I had another collab in mind that I thought would be pretty cool. It's Live This Way off that same album. And then um, then I was like, you know, if I'm going to get the, the the folks together to record two songs, I might as well make it worth their while and and th throw a few more at the board and uh, and see how it goes. And um, it turned out really fun. Uh, common sense kid lives in the UK, uh, but that's, he, yeah, that's what I thought. How did, so how did that work? You did it remotely with him? Yeah, it was all remote all over the internet, uh, Google drive, Twitter communication. Um, we had connected via, uh, this, uh, independent record label in the U S called Scott Punk International. Um, common sense kid is signed to that label. A lot of the bands I collaborated with are signed to that label. I think three, three or four out of the seven. Um, but so it was, it was really just kind of chance that we encountered each other, but I thought his music really cool. I really like his drum and bass and jungle and like, you know, British electronica style ska. And I thought that we would be a, a cool match together. Yeah. I liked his flow in this song too. It's really cool. So yeah. we're going to listen to this song now. This is called Fade Away featuring Common Sense Kid by Atlas and Oracle. Um, this is off the Sad Songs with Happy Endings album. Drink. That's what I have told myself a few 
anything More clearly with a little boost To my broken mind But it comes at a cost I'm doing it every day Just to be alive in a different way Just to realize way down the line That I left myself behind Maybe that's the reason I'm in such malaise Wonder if it's number in my list full days Wondering if anyone has ever found freedom this way Self-medicating mess, never dealing with the stress And I'm searching for the answers, only way that I know best Look out, here I come If you wanna feel good, well then you better run A dark cloud is following me And I consume alcohol till I'm blind and I can't see But when I'm left to my own devices I accumulate vices, I don't care what the price is And just when I thought I got so far I'm searching for a sleep at the bottom of the pill jar So if you see me in a washed up haze Let me know I'll be gone for days Trying to navigate this life like a maze So watch me crawl as I fade away Escape my brain, take something to clear my mind I fade away, I fade away this time To escape my brain, I take something to clear my mind I fade away, I fade away this time Escape my brain, take something to clear my mind I fade away, I fade away this time To escape my brain, I take something to clear my mind And that was Fade Away by Atlas and Oracle featuring Common Sense Kid. Again, you are listening to WBCA Presents on WBCA 102.9 FM. That's Boston's community radio station. And I am your host, Samboni Jones. I really like the bass line in that song as well. And I think that the sound effects really add to the atmosphere of, of that song, of what you're trying to convey there. Is that a song Thanks. about someone struggling with substance abuse? <laughs> yes. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty much exclu- uh, exclusively about um, each of our. I, I, I can't speak for certain on Common Sense Kid. I know that we talked a little bit about the uh, uh, meaning behind our verses, but basically, we we both had a period, especially over pandemic, where it was, you know, a little hard to say no to a nightly drink. 
Um, and it was uh, definitely a good thing for me to kind of take a big step back from that for uh, a long time. I was actually sober for about uh, eight months. Um, and back to um, the occasional drink now. Uh, so I, I wouldn't say that it was like something that was completely out of control for me. It wasn't the hardest thing to quit in the end. Uh, I would recommend it to anyone who is thinking that it might be good for them. Um, but um, there is also room for moderation depending on the person. Agreed. So um, you were just talking about during COVID. So how did Atlas and Oracle come to be? To my understanding, you started the band right before COVID or during COVID? Yeah, so... Uh, when, when it existed before COVID, it was basically just me. Uh, it was like, kind of like a weird directionless, genreless project, maybe somewhere between rock and there was a little bit of electronic in there perhaps. Um, but, uh, when we became like an actual group and like, there were more members than just myself. That was right after the pandemic. That was basically the, the first summer of the pandemic because uh, I was writing these songs um, after I'd been home for a few uh, for a couple months. I, I was working remotely in Western Mass. Uh, I, my my job wouldn't let people come in in Boston. So I went home to my parents and um that's when Atlas and Oracle kind of, that's when those songs started coming out of me, those ones that really needed horns. And, and hey, I knew a few horn players, so I figured I'd reach out and see what they were up to. And everyone was kind of looking for something to do, something to play. Um, it, so it really worked out well in the end. The timing was was good despite the circumstances. Was it, how difficult is it to to collaborate with all the band members remotely? how does that work how do you guys practice yeah so um maybe i can i can leave the practicing to see if uh, anyone in the room wants to take that but in terms of recording we just meet up uh usually one by one and honestly it was for me it was a good chance to like see my friends and and have a good time and also like get some stuff done and we always basically got like a bite to eat or uh something like that or uh, hung out for a little bit before or after the recording. So it was uh, kind of like a social, a good way to get some socialization in, uh, in the middle of isolation. Yeah, I think at, at, for me, um, Atlas, you reached out to me uh, before I started work in Western Mass. So um, for us, it was like, you reached out to me during that summer and then I was uh, shedding all the charts and then when I moved to Western Mass, um, pretty shortly after I moved to Western Mass, actually, I just met up with you and and we just and we just recorded everything. Uh, this was for Jubilee, and then since then I've got my own stuff to record. And at, at least for for my piece of it, it's it's pretty simple. Uh, trumpet, you don't need you know, you don't need anything too crazy to just re re record trumpet as long as you have like a decent mic and then a room that's not huge so that the sound doesn't bounce off everywhere then it's gonna mostly turn out okay um so for me it became pretty easy but i i think we did at least a couple albums where we recorded it together and then for the uh latest releases i end up just doing it by myself at this point that's right yeah it, it has varied a little bit whether um 
e even like for uh for don we've met up once and then uh don recorded with sam once because they were both in western mass i do remember that yeah those so, are some fun sessions yeah so you record the songs yourselves who who mixes the songs the mixes are really good yeah, so that is actually um, since we started with the horns. So before the horns, I was basically doing all the mixing myself and it was taking forever and it was my least favorite part by far. So <laughs> once we got horns in, I decided I wanted it to sound better than I could make it. Um, so we ended up hiring someone on Fiverr and, you know, we were just starting out. We found a, a mix master person who was basically just starting out. So we were getting really good prices for a while. Um, you know, we've grew over time that producer grew over time. So now he's a little bit out of our price range. Actually, we, we use someone else now, but, um, it's just another person that we found on Fiverr. Uh, it's a great little marketplace for, um, you know, uh, hiring people with skills that you need. Um, and it's, it's a global marketplace. So, uh, we connected with our, our first person actually lived in Europe, uh, not Europe, e Egypt. Uh, and then our new person lives in Ohio. Um, Different from the other person in our band from Ohio, though. <laughs> if we can get back more into um, your albums. So you have a few albums. Um, from what I've heard, each album is a little different. So can you go through these albums with us? Perhaps some of the differences um, and some of the collaborations you did. And can you end in uh, explaining to us Project 777? If you could just sure. start, try to start from the beginning. So starting from the beginning, starting from the very beginning, there are a couple of uh, demo EPs. Uh, those are the ones I mixed myself. Those are only uh, to be found on Bandcamp. Can't find them anywhere else anymore. Uh, and I may bring back one of those songs for the future. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Um, but when the when we started as a group, uh, that would be Jubilee. And that was kind of our initial foray into ska it was actually written before i knew that ska was back uh you know some people will say it, it never went anywhere but for me uh i didn't i thought it went somewhere because i went somewhere i went away from it and then when i came back to it i realized it was still to here and uh and so hey that it was really good times felt like really good timing to have an album that was ska influenced except we didn't have a guitar so we kind of had to say, okay, well, what is it then? What would we describe it as? And it's definitely some kind of ska, or it's just, you know, you could you could describe it as 14 separate genres, or you could describe it as some kind of ska. <laughs> and so we called it synth ska because there's just no guitars. Um, then this Project 777 basically, so Jubilee basically took up all of 2022. Project 777 took up all of 2023. And that was divided up into three projects, uh, three um, mini albums, seven songs each, uh, seven covers in that same synth ska style. And we kind of developed the style, brought in some more pop uh, elements and uh, had fun with that one. Um, we kind of knew going into it there that that might not be our most popular album of the three, but we had a good time with it. Which and the, then if, if I could interject, which which covers did you do on that album? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, that album was called Time Machine. So the idea was that we would do a cover from every decade going back to the 60s. Um, so we did like Daydream by the Love and Spoonful. Um, 
I just want to be your everything by Andy Gibb, one of the uh, brothers of the Bee Gees. Um, you had uh, Won't Back Down by Tom Petty, uh, Friday I'm in Love by The Cure, Hand Clap by Fitz and the Tantrums, uh, Levitating by Dua Lipa, and I missed one, uh, This Modern Love by Block Party. Oh, all great <laughs> songs that you picked. Thank uh, you. Yeah, it was, I was just trying to pick songs that were really special to me um, that would make it easy to arrange them because it was kind of a big project. And that actually came about first. We were going to do the covers before we even thought of um, doing a collabs album or, you know, it was long before we thought of doing the third album. Um, so it kind of just built up over time into into something, you know, larger and larger. Um, once we got those covers recorded, um, we started I was writing these collabs and then suddenly I had enough for an album. So we recorded those. And we actually started releasing those two at the same time. We drop a single and it would be one single from the collabs and one single from the covers. And the collab uh, the collabs took up that sad songs with with uh with happy endings. That that's right. Yeah, that's that one. Um yeah, so we released three singles from each and then we released each album. Um and then you know, so it was like kind of of the, of the fans that we have, a lot of them were kind of engaged in that. They were listening to that collabs album. They really liked, especially one track, uh, Goodness Gracious, uh, featuring Flying Raccoon Suit. Flying Raccoon Suit's kind of like a, a darling of the scene right now. They're everyone's favorite band uh, right now. <laughs> they they released an album uh, after our album came out that is just like everyone's album of the year. They're, they're one of my favorite bands for sure. And that's why we wanted to collab in the first place. But um yeah, people loved the loved the album. And then all of a sudden, um, we dropped a third album. And obviously we knew that it was coming, but no one else really knew it was coming. Uh it, we had no singles, no promo, um, minimal press. I only reached out to press after the album was actually out, which is kind of like a you know, you tell that to someone, to an indie musician, and they'll say, what are you doing? Like, you know, you didn't want a premiere, you didn't want anything. And it's like, it's not that we didn't want a premiere. It's just that we wanted to get this album out. We just wanted it out there. We wanted people to be able to listen to it. Um, and we wanted to complete the 777. Uh, I'll call it a spell. You can't see my air quotes, but mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll call it a spell. Because uh, I was trying to bring some good luck to the world. And I'd like to think it it, it worked and we just can't see how yet. So going back to sad songs with happy endings, what different? I, you kept the ska kind of um, theme, but uh, like, what types of different types of music did you combine in sad songs? Yeah, so sad songs. Uh, basically, our goal was to write a song in the style of each of the bands we were collaborating with. So, for example, uh -huh. there was. One, Live This Way featuring Lumpy. Lumpy kind of has like this indie rock kind of vibe to his ska. So we did kind of like an indie, a little bit experimental. Uh, all of our music's a little bit experimental, but then there's like a little bit of indie. So it was, um, um, a, that was a pretty cool one that turned out pretty well. Uh, Common Sense Kid, that electronic, that real synth heavy stuff. Um, Goodness Gracious, they have a lot of jazz in there. Um, so we did kind of like a jazz pop song. And, you know, my mom says at least that she says that that's the best that th that vocalist has sounded is on our song. I can't say if that's true or not. <laughs> she sounds pretty awesome on all our stuff. Uh, but basically, um, 
there were a, a few more like uh there was like a chip tune punk one that was like someone uh had had written like a chip tune ska song and i was like this is awesome let's work together on a song um and then a, a, another like kind of diy indie rock like lo-fi uh as one, one of my close friends foxing day where i feel like i'm missing i don't remember yeah for, oh yeah like for for any of you was there, were there any was there any song in particular that was like more difficult to record or play i can't remember actually if, if there's one that stands out there's um there's some great horn parts in each one. And then I, I was actually talking to Atlas about this the other day. When I'm in the process of recording it as an individual, I um, get sent the backing track and I put and I play along with it. And then once I finally nail like whatever riff is just screwing me over for that day, uh, I'm like, I feel very rewarded. I'm like, oh Atlas is gonna love that the when when he when he gets to the mix. Um but um oh man. For whatever reason. I think the one that's coming to me right now is when we had to do Friday, I'm in love. And I think we recorded that together uh, yeah. because that was before I had my mic. And for whatever stupid reason, I couldn't get the opening riff. And I was so mad at myself for, for that. Thing. And it's it's not hard. You've written harder stuff for me. But for whatever reason, I just had like a mental block on that thing, uh, which so that was the most bizarre one. But uh uh, again, lots of great horn stuff in each album that I that I look forward to recording. How about how about you, Raj? Was there a song in particular that you really like, or you found that was like particularly difficult? Uh, that is a very good question. Um, I really liked Hand Clap. I just thought it was uh, a lot of fun. It was cool to be like be back in the studio after so long, uh, and there was like some parts that I got to improvise, which was really cool, and it just. Yeah, I, I think just it's an upbeat song with a lot of energy uh, and is just overall a really exciting one. So moving on to your your latest album, which is Greed in the American Dream. You This is the album where you finally add guitar? So this is, uh, this is the album where we finally dropped the synths. So Sad Songs and Happy Endings, that was uh, kind of what set it apart from Time Machine and Jubilee was that it did have guitar, but it also had synths. Now, Greed in the American Dream, all guitar, no synths. Um, so it was like kind of a little bit of a new style for us. Cool. And the next song that we're going to listen to, It's Not Fair, I Don't Care, that's off of the uh, Greed in the American Dream album. That's right. That's the second song. All right. So we are going to listen to It's Not Fair, I Don't Care by Atlas and Oracle, as we just said, off of the Greed and American Dream album. You are listening to WBCA Presents on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. I am your host, Sam Boney Jones, and this is It's Not Fair, I Don't Care. I spend all day thinking about you. It's not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair They want me to spend all day working without you Say I don't care, I don't care, I don't care It's not fair, it's not fair, 
parties where we both stay home and have a heart-to-heart or play video games to pass the time. And even when you're working on your stupid rhymes, and even when we go and waste away the day, there's nowhere I would rather be than here I say. There's nowhere I would rather be than here I say. I need a guy's have a picture. I let it go to waste. It's Not Fair, I Don't Care by Atlas and Oracle. And that's off of their Greed in the American Dream album. That song definitely had more of a punk feel to it. And I really, you might have saw me crack up a little with that uh, yell at the end there where you like harmonized with the guitar. That was cool. (laughs) That was definitely, uh, so, you know, it's funny because Punk is has uh, since I've been a teenager has been a very important genre to me, especially ska punk, um, and you know even pop punk for uh, a good amount of time. I might have even found pop punk before ska. I might have been into Blink One Eighty Two before Streetlight, um, but uh, it was something I kind of got away from. And by the time I was starting Jubilee, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit lighter and a little bit more. Um, with a little bit more of a focus on prettiness, you know, I I kind of just wanted some beautiful to make some beautiful music. Um, not that punk can't be beautiful. I think, you know, especially if you take a look at Jeff Rosenstock, you see that there is definitely room for beauty in punk. Uh, Pop the band. That's another really great one right now. Um, but uh, so this was kind of a, an attempt to blend that inclination for prettiness that we had been developing uh, with uh, a little more energy and just a little more, you know, raw emotion, and um, turned out turned out to be a pretty fun project. I apologize; it wasn't the guitar that that you yelled with. It was one of the horns. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on here, I saw that you did a couple songs for charity too for the Trevor Project. Can you tell us about that and what the Trevor Project is? Sure. Yeah. So that would have been violence for violence. Um, that was the third single off of sad songs for happy endings. It was tied, uh, tied in with, uh, Friday I'm in love. And you're right. That one, uh, was put up on Bandcamp as a single, um, in order to raise some money for the Trevor project. Um, so the Trevor project is a, a organization that, um, provides resources and help for um, 
LGBTQ youth. Um, so they have like a like a line that you can call if you're in crisis, uh, one that you can call to get like connected to resources. Um, they helped me when I was a little bit younger um, and I wanted to give back. So I, I decided that for one song, uh, which was our our most unabashedly hashtag trans rights song. Uh, hashtag queer rights, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's very much just like a let me be myself and I'll let you be yourself kind of song. Um, and so I decided that for every dollar we raised um, through Bandcamp, we would donate $2 to the Trevor Project. So we ended up pulling in about um, $30. So we donated about $60 overall um, just through one song. And I, I thought that was pretty good um for a first try that's great because not many bands at your level even consider like making music for charity um you did that also for this last song that we're gonna play in a few minutes here was that for a different charity or to raise money for something else yeah so uh this last song the uh christmas song was for a compilation um called christmas in july volume two that was through Beautiful Rat Records, uh, which is kind of like a uh, uh, one of the smaller labels in the scene. But they started just a couple of years ago, so they're they're just like you know constantly gaining momentum. Uh, and this uh, compilation was raising money for uh, Palestinian children. Uh, I forget what the organization was called exactly, but it's uh, I've I've seen it a few times. I think it's kind of like a an established a pretty well established one. Um, and that was uh that came out just a few months ago in july um and we're christmas in july yeah christmas in july exactly we're excited to get it up on spotify finally and uh, unfortunately we uploaded it a little bit late so it might not even come out until christmas day but (laughs) it's still a fun one it'll be a good premiere for it on christmas day i want to remind our listeners that you're listening to wbca presents this is WBCA 102.9 FM Boston. I am your host, Sam Boney Jones, and we have been talking to Atlas and Oracle. So I also saw that you're on Music Shelf's top 10 albums of the year. Are there any other accolades you, you have received? Any other awards? Uh, or We did get... Um, yeah, I should update that. I should update our website. We did get uh, a couple of album of the year... Um, shout outs this year um there was uh one in particular uh start track it's our our uh one of my good friends in the scene steven souther uh he's a really good writer he's a really deep listener uh really love when he reviews our stuff and he did like one of our albums uh a lot he said if it was just this one album it would still be his album of the year but the fact that it was three albums just like well there you go um and uh, we've also been honored to have been featured on the uh, blog Left of the Dial, which is like um, just uh, I think it's like a Scandinavian company originally, but they have like a U.S. wing and their editor in chief here is just just a beautiful writer. Once again, it's, the people in the DIY space right now who are writing music uh, reviews and like articles, they're, they're just some of the best that I've ever seen. And it's just a really good time to be, uh, be an independent musician and be able to read these, these great writings. So 
I really want to see an Atlas and Oracle show. Do we have any idea when when we're going to be playing some live shows? We would love to say by this summer. That's the goal. Um, I I brought my bass with me to my parents' house. I'm going to be practicing these next couple of weeks and hopefully going to be able to keep that going into the next six months. And then uh, if we could have a show by June or July, that would be ideal. Um, but we also have some pretty big plans for this year in terms of what we'd like to get recorded. So uh, it's going to be a little bit of a balancing act, but but fingers crossed. You play the ba- you play bass on these tracks too? So actually it was um, our, our member from Ohio, our friend Juno Gray, um, was the one who played bass on these tracks. But my goal is to be the one who plays bass moving forward. Cool. You're going to play bass and sing at the same time? That's the goal. Cool. <laughs> There's a couple other bands that give me inspiration in the in the, in the the ska scene. I kn- so I know it's possible. Simple Mind and Symphony is one. Uh, they're just doing these crazy jazz-inspired bass licks, and he's just singing at the same time. And it's it's uh, So I know it can be done. I, I, I'm determined to make it happen. Well, when you do have shows coming up, you better let us know over here. For sure. For sure. So you just mentioned that you have some more recordings coming up. What What's next for Atlas and Oracle? So the ones that I can talk about right now, because, uh, okay, so here's a, l- a little secret is I uh, took every song idea I had and I divided them up by category. And I realized that if I were to build out a few more of these categories, I would have seven albums uh, or seven EPs of of seven different genres of music or styles of music to be released in 2024. Now that's obviously a massive undertaking. I don't think we're going to make that far, but uh the two that are in really good shape right now is one that is kind of in the same vein as it's not fair I don't care a little bit more of that pop punky emo style. Uh one that's a little bit in the same vein as goodness gracious that poppy jazz song I was talking about, uh all acoustic, both of those. Uh, maybe a little bit of synth. Um, But then this whole time that we're releasing those, I'm going to be working on uh, this this full-length MGMT, Matt and Kim-style ska uh, that I don't even know what it sounds like yet, but I've been gathering ideas for months. Got a a folder of voice memos ready to go. Uh, That's my big goal for these next couple weeks besides the uh, practicing bass. So we only have a few minutes left here about five or so minutes. Can you let our listeners know where they can listen to your music and uh, watch your music videos? As I see, you have at least a couple music videos and how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, so those first two songs we did today both had music videos and they were some really fun ones. Those are up on YouTube. Uh, Our YouTube, uh, most most of our social medias is AstroLocal or uh, our website, AstroLocal.com, A-S-T-R-A-L-O-C-A-L-E. Like, just imagine Star Realm. Take two, take the synonym for Star and Realm, AstroLocal, stick them together. There's only one L between them. Uh, and that's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and then AstroLocal.com is where you can find all of our music as well. Wonderful. I also want to uh, remind our listeners that if you are a musician, um, artist from Massachusetts, that you could submit your music to be aired on our station at wbcaradio.org. Scroll down towards the bottom of that page uh, 
and there's a form for you to fill out and you can submit to us your music. Before we before we sign off here, I just want to go around to each of you. Do can you give us do you have any last words you want to say to your fans or any advice that you want to give um, musicians, um, anything like that? We'll start with Raj. Uh, I just want to say thanks to everyone that listened. Um, the advice that I can give is uh, if you're passionate about it, it'll work out. You just got to keep trying uh, and opportunity can find yourself in the weirdest ways. Very well said. How about you, Sam? Uh, just like Raj, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, and if you are a musician, uh, wherever you're listening from, uh, once you're done listening to this, go practice because uh, you'll 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 benefit from that more than anything else. Yeah, I hope this I hope this music inspires people to practice more and you know release their own music, start writing their own music. How about you, Don? Any any last words words for your fans and our listeners? Yeah, I'd recommend that you take um, really any opportunity that comes your way. Um, how I became associated with Alison Oracle was through Sam. Um, he just reached out one day and he was like, hey, uh, you want to be part of a band? And I was like, sure. So and I, it's been a really great opportunity where I've you know been able to both grow as a musician um, professionally, but also personally. And I've gotten closer with my instrument and um, also with um, you know the people associated with the group. And so really only good things have come from this. And at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't really matter, you know, like it's great that people can benefit from from this music, but also, you know, it's important to know that you also can benefit a lot from it. And so there's that uh, double aspect there. I like how you said it, it made you grow as a musician and how you got closer to your instrument like it was a person. I mean, you could say that. <laughs> I could picture you like sleeping with your instrument, cuddling your instrument at night. <laughs> We'll keep it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and and finally, uh, Atlas, any last words for for your fans and our listeners? Yeah, for so for fans uh, and and future fans, I mean, just thank you so much. This is you know everything we do is for uh, the benefit of the listener, um, and and also for the benefit of ourselves. And that ties into my uh, my advice for musicians, which is just do it you know just get started it's it's never too late but also every minute you don't do it is a minute that you're not doing it so just do it wonderful advice awesome so we have one last song we're gonna sign off with this song this has been wbca presents on wbca 102.9 fm boston boston's community radio station we were joined by atlas and oracle today we have one more song by them and it is called christmas treat i wish it was christmas today Anything you want to say about this song before we sign off? This is a cover of a Julian Casablanca's original, which was uh, debuted on SNL years and years ago, and it's one of my favorite Christmas songs. Awesome. Thank you for joining us today. And this has been WBCA Presents with Atlas and Oracle. This song is called Christmas Treat. Enjoy.